0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sahlein and Al Hudja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sahlein.org/support. As we continue the biography of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi Wa'ala, there is one incident that happened with Osama ibn Zayd that we should stop at. It has been reported that the Prophet sallallahu sends an expedition to fight a tribe close to Fadak, one narration says Bani Murrah, the tribe of Bani Murrah. And as we know, those who were in Fadak and around Fadak were generally Jewish tribes. Now when the war ensued, Osama ibn Zayd followed a man by the name of Ibn Mirdas, Nahyak ibn Mirdas or Nuhayk, Nuhayk ibn Mirdas. Osama got the upper, upper hand and he was able to kill him. Before Osama killed him, the man said, the Jewish man said, La ilaha illallah. I bear witness that there is no god but Allah, yet Osama still killed him. Osama reaches Medina. He informs the Prophet ﷺ of what happened. The Prophet ﷺ says to him, qataltahu ya Osama, waqad qala la ilaha illallah." Osama, you killed the man when he said, "La ilaha illallah." Osama justified his action. He said. I said to the Prophet, Ya Rasulallah, Inna qalaha Ta'awudan al Qat. Ya Rasulullah. It's obvious why he said it. He said it because he wanted to protect himself from death. The war ensued. And so it's a fair game for me to kill anyone from that tribe. There's a battle between us. He said La ilaha illallah to protect himself, not because he really became a Muslim, not because he really surrendered or he really believed. So that's why I killed him. The Prophet sallallahu rebukes Osama and he tells him أَلَّا شَقَقْتَ قَلْبَهُ Did you open his heart? فَتَعْلَمُ أَصَادِقًا asadiq هُوَ كَادِبًا Did you open his heart for you to know he was lying or not? Then Osama said "La أَقْتُلُ أَحَدًا يَقُولُ لَا إِلَهَا Okay, I'll never kill anyone who says La ilaha illallah. And then Osama says, I felt so bad and so regretful that I wished I had become Muslim on that day, not before. Because the Prophet rebuked me. I wish I had not become Muslim up until that day, so I would have avoided the situation, because the Prophet rebuked me. This is one version of the incident or the story. Another version of the story states that the man was a Jewish man and his name was Mirdas ibn Sulaim. So the first version says Nuhayq ibn Mirdas, that was his name. This one says no, his name was Mirdas ibn Sulaym So this man, he gathered his camels and his belongings when he realized that the Muslims were achieving victory and he said the two shahadas: Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah sallallahu yeah, Osama killed him. The Prophet rebukes Osama, he tells him, لَا مَا قَالَ بِلِسَانِهِ قَبِلْتِ وَلَا مَا كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ عَلِمْتِ The Prophet says, Usama, basically shame on you. You did not accept what he said with his tongue. He said the shahada, yet you didn't accept it. Nor do you know what's in his heart. So how did you kill him? And then one narration states, Surah An-Nisa verse 94 was revealed about this occasion. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ O oh, you who believe إِذَا ضَرَبْتُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ If you go and fight in the way of Allah فَتَبَيَّنُوا Investigate, be careful وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ أَلْقَى إِلَيْكُمُ السَّلَامَ مُؤْمِنًا Don't say to the one who shows you that he's believing, he says I believe, he says peace upon you, he says the shahada, don't tell them no 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 you're not a believer and you kill them, No. So this was an important lesson for Muslims to be peaceful and avoid killing as much as possible. We also have uh, another similar hadith in which Al-Miqdad, who was one of the best companions of the Prophet in which Al-Miqdad he asks a theoretical question. So it has been narrated that Miqdad said to the Prophet, he says, Ya Rasulullah." how do you feel about this scenario? If I am fighting with a kafir, with a non-believer, and he struck me and he amputated one of my arms, then he sought refuge in a tree and he said, I surrender to Allah. I become a Muslim. Should I still kill him? Am I allowed to kill him? The Prophet says, don't kill him. Don't kill him? He, He amputated my arm. No, don't kill him. Now that he became Muslim, do not kill him. Then the Prophet gives him a warning. He says, if you kill him, you will be like him before he believed. So you'll have the ruling of a kafir. Right? And is that what you want? And he will be like you before you killed him. In other words, the Prophet is telling Miqdad, if you kill that kafir after he says the shahada, you are going to be considered as like a kafir, you're not technically a kafir but you're like a kafir. And he's going to be considered a Muslim, so he's going to be in a better shape than you because he said the shahada. you killed him and he died, so he died with shahada. But you, you made a big mistake. And so this incident teaches us that we're not responsible for what's in the hearts of people. I mean, look at this point. The Prophet knew that he was surrounded with hypocrites, yet he still treated them like Muslims, right? The Prophet didn't tell them, no, you're najis, get out of here. The Prophet, you say the shahada, you're around him, that's fine, he tolerates you. So this was a very important lesson for Muslims. Be peaceful as much as you can. So Osama was not justified in killing this person. He had really no excuse and no right. The Prophet had clearly stated, if someone says the Shahada, do not kill him if he surrenders. Now, by the way, Osama bin Zayd, later he used this excuse to not fight with Imam Ali. You know, the battles like Safin. Halabi states, Halabi, the historian, he states, it's for this reason that Osama never participated in any of the battles with Imam Ali He said to Imam Ali, If you put your hand in the mouth of a snake, I'd follow you. If you enter the mouth of a lion, I'd go with you. But here's a problem. You heard what the Prophet said to me when I killed that man. I made an oath never to kill a person who says La ilaha illallah. And basically Muawiyah and his men, they say La ilaha illallah. Sorry, I can't fight. Sorry. How do you feel about the excuse of uh, Osama ibn Zayd? Is he justified? See, Osama, why didn't he defend Imam Ali? Because he told him, those whom you're killing, at the end of the day, they're Muslims. Okay, they're deviant Muslims, but they're Muslims. They say, la ilaha illallah. So sorry, I can't fight with you. Is he justified or no? So no, because Muawiyah is known to be a corrupt leader? Yes, but he says the Shahada. Okay. So one way of looking at it is that he's corrupt. We know him to be corrupt. We know him to be not sincere. Whereas with that Kafir, Osama didn't know. The Prophet says, did you open his heart? Maybe he really believed. How do you know? But with Muawah we know he was corrupt. There is one comment here, um, basically stop giving out free Shahada if those Kuffar are even considered Shaheed. <laughs> Interesting uh, observation here. I wanted to say he's not justified but I don't know how. Okay, so why is Osama ibn Zaid not justified in abandoning Imam Ali? Number one, the Prophet himself ordered Muslims to support Imam Ali. He said, after me, follow Imam Ali, defend Imam Ali, stand with Imam Ali. So this is a command from the Prophet, number one. Number two, the Prophet issued that command for Osama ibn Zayd and others in the context of non-Muslims saying the shahad, Not deviant Muslims fighting the Imam of their time. The Prophet never told Muslims, hey, you know, if there is a corrupt Muslim who's fighting the Imam of your time, don't kill them. No, the Prophet issued that statement in a specific context. You're finding non-Muslims, they surrender. They surrender, they say the Shahada. That's the second point. The third observation, that man whom Osama killed surrendered. But Muawiyah did not surrender. The people at Jamal did not surrender. See, if Muawiyah had surrendered, Imam Ali would not have killed him. Or his men. At the Battle of Jamal, the imam tried every way possible to stop them from fighting. Yet they kept fighting. Well, of course, you have to then defend the, Im- defend the imam of your time. Whereas that man with Osama, that Jewish man, he surrendered. So yes, if Muawiyah and his people surrendered, Imam Ali would not have killed them, obviously, but they didn't surrender. Number four, the oath of Osama is not valid. If Allah commands him to fight the evil ones, even if they say the shahada then he must do so, then he must do so. So that's not a valid excuse, I made an oath. Well even if you made such an oath, your oath is invalid. And number five, Imam Ali was disappointed in him, which means he did not accept his excuse. If uh, uh, Zayd had a valid excuse, Imam Ali would have accepted it. By the way, I remember when Saddam uh, was uh, executed, this same discussion came. You know, some, a lot of Sunnis and, you know, Sunni Arabs, they started to say, no, he said the Shahada before he died because before they beheaded him, before they hanged him, he did say the Shahada, right? So yeah, he's a Shaheed and he went to Jannah and all this talk. I remember I saw a fatwa from Ibn Baz, who was the Grand Mufti of of the kingdom, right? Ibn Baz had a fatwa. He was asked a question and he said the following. Because during the Gulf War, during the Gulf War in the early 90s, Saddam fired several rockets on Saudi Arabia. Initially, he was good with the Gulf countries, but then he turned against them after he invaded Kuwait. You know what Ibn Bas said? He said, Saddam is a Kafir even if he says the Shahadate. Wow! So the day Saddam is against you, he's a kafir. But the day that the Shias topple him and they capture him and they execute him, he's a shaheed. Hmm, Nice double standards, mashallah. So Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib rebuked Osama. He did not accept his excuse and in fact, when Osama Osama was... uh, a little bit materialistic, he wanted money, the imam denied giving him money. The imam said, no, this money is for those who went to fight and struggle and did jihad, not you. So yeah, Imam Ali alayhi salam rebuked him. He told him, this is not an acceptable um, excuse. I made an oath never to kill someone who says la ilaha illallah. That's an invalid oath. So no, Imam Ali did not accept the excuse of Osama ibn Zayd. Now, by the way, there are some narrations, even though they're weak in their chain, so we cannot really verify them. They indicate that Osama repented and he went back to support Imam Ali. We cannot verify that. Allah knows best. Now, there is even a more disturbing version, you know, narrated by Ibn Abbas. He says that Nuhayk Ibn Mirdas had actually become Muslim before the war in Fadak. Fadak was a Jewish area, so Nuhaik had already become Muslim, <coughs> even before the Muslims arrived. So when Muslims arrived and he heard their horses and swords, he was informing them that I'm a Muslim, not like the other Fedakus. so don't kill me. Ya yeah, Osama still killed him and he still took his property. That's why the Prophet said to him, according to this version by Ibn Abbas, the prophet says you killed him because you were greedy in what was with him meaning the spoils of war is that why you killed him see the prophet knew that Osama was killing him so he can take his belongings. Then the prophet read this verse in Nisa, verse 94 oh you believers when you go and fight investigate know you who, who you're killing. So Usama felt remorseful, he said, Ya Rasulallah, Istaghfirli. So the Prophet says, فَكَيْفَ بِلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا The Prophet told Usama, Allah says, investigate. And this man says, La ilaha illallah. And you killed him? The Prophet was really disturbed, really disturbed. In any case, he kept begging the Prophet, Ya Rasulallah, please forgive me. So my dear brothers and sisters, we should not ever, ever forget the 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 peaceful nature of the religion of Islam. That the Prophet always trained his companions, be careful, don't just kill anyone randomly, anyone who surrenders, even if you know they're doing that to uh, escape death, that's fine. I want peace at the end of the day, I don't want bloodshed. bloodshed." We have uh, a comment over here or a question, I've heard from Sunni hadith that Rasulullah said to Usama, what will you say? To that, La ilaha illallah an So yes, this is mentioned in, in their sources. I don't recall that this exact statement is mentioned in our sources, but the Prophet was so upset, he was so rebuked, uh, he was uh, so upset that he rebuked Osama, and basically he was telling him, what are you going to do on the Day of Judgment? This man said, La ilaha illallah, why did you kill him? You heard him. So the Prophet was very, very disturbed, you know, by what Osama said and honestly his justification is not acceptable. And later, later, he used this to not stand with Imam Ali. Subhanallah. So Islam is truly uh, a religion of peace. By the way, just to show you how Islam is a religion of peace, do you know what's written on the sword of the Prophet? We have Shi'i hadith and Sunni hadith that confirms this, that what's written on the sword of the Prophet, basically, The Prophet had a sword, his own sword, and there was a statement that was written and it was basically tied to the sword. And that was the slogan of Islam. Yes, the Prophet did have a sword, by the way, Um, based on my analysis, the Prophet never killed anyone. There is a hadith that says he killed only someone who managed to get to him in the battlefield, so the Prophet killed him, but it doesn't seem like it's a reliable narration. But the Prophet had a sword. I mean, if somebody managed to get to him, obviously the Prophet is going to defend himself. So, a sheikh al-Saduq narrates this in the book of al-Amali. And uh, al-Albani, the famous Sunni scholars, he lists this hadith in a book that he has. It's a series that's called Silsilat al-Ahadith al sahiha. You know, the series of Sahih hadiths. And this is Hadith 1911. 1911, that's al list. It's a very beautiful hadith. Listen to this hadith. This hadith is narrated from Imam Ali alayhis Imam Ali alayhis says, I looked at the sword of the Prophet and I saw that there was a statement attached to the sword or hanging from it, like tied to it, and there were three wasiyahs in it. The Prophet had three instructions for Muslims in the battlefield. What are they? Amazing, beautiful. Number one, keep ties with the one who cuts you. Number two, be good to the one who's bad to you. Number three, say the truth even if it's against your interests. Imagine, imagine the Prophet in the battlefield, he has this written on his sword so every Muslim can see it. Be good to the one who's bad to you. Say the Haqq, be with the Haqq, even if it's against you. Keep ties with the one who cuts you off, Allahu Akbar. This is the religion of Rahman. are, Are you familiar with any country, any nation, any group who have such statements on their weapons? I mean imagine seeing Statements like these on tanks, on apache helicopters, right, on rockets. <laughs> who, who thinks like that? But this is Islam. The Prophet's teaching those soldiers, never lose your humanity. Don't dehumanize your enemy, be good to them. He had this written on his sword. And we have this in Shi'i hadith and in Sunni hadith. So it's truly Islam is a peaceful religion. And what Osama did and what some other companions did, you know, the Prophet, he showed um, how upset he was with that and and that this has no room in the religion of Islam. Why did you kill him, Osama? He surrendered. He said, La ilaha illallah. Did you inspect his heart? And this is a lesson for us. My dear brothers and sisters, some people might wrong you. They come to apologize. No, no, no. I'm not going to accept your apology. You're not sincere. Did you open his heart? The Prophet says, if you're a mu'min and you follow me, accept the apology of the one who apologizes, even if you think that he's not being sincere. See, that's how we promote harmony in society. So this is a beautiful lesson that we learned from the Prophet ﷺ. We have one statement over here. Does Imam Ali also criticize the killer of Zubair for the same reason? Because he uh, fled, surrendered? So going back to that previous discussion, yes. Even though Zubair committed a major crime, by siding with the people of Jamal and fighting Imam Ali. But the last minute he regretted what he did when Imam Ali notified him of his aggression and he retreated from the battlefield. So someone went, followed him and killed him. Imam Ali rebuked him. Imam Ali told him, why did you go and kill him? He he left the battlefield. He's not actively fighting us. Why did you kill him? And the Imam warned him that, you know, you are amongst the people of hell. I didn't tell you to go and kill Zubair. Why did you kill him? If I wanted him to be killed, I, I would have issued the commands, basically. Now, Imam Ali salam probably did not, uh, he did not say that because we don't know what's in the heart of Zubair. I mean, Zubair regretted what he did. But unfortunately, he didn't fix his mistake. He should have come to the... He should have came to the battlefield and told people, look, I made a mistake, let's support Imam Ali. You know, he just left. That's why our scholars, you know, not that we judge him, Allah is the ultimate judge, but we believe he died as a deviant. Meaning he never showed that he repented by supporting the Imam of his time. But killing him is wrong. Killing him is wrong. The Imam of your time did not tell you to go and kill him and he not actively in the battlefield. So why are you killing him? In Islam, if someone's not actively in the battlefield fighting you, you're not allowed to kill them unless you have special permission from the Prophet or the Imam, then okay, we can make an exception. But he left the battlefield, so you don't have the right to kill him when he's not confronting you. That's not acceptable in, in Islamic law. So yeah, the Imam Alayhi Salam rebuked him. Even if we know Zubair was not sincere in his heart. He's not fighting in the battlefield, so why kill him?